0: Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy B. Wilson and it's November 19th. Indira Gandhi was born on this day in 1917. She is, as of this recording, the only woman to be Prime Minister of India. Her father, Jawaharlal Nehru, was India's first prime minister, serving from 1947 to 1964. She got a very prestigious education and as a young woman was part of India's struggle for independence from Britain. So was her father. So were many other people in their family. She joined the Congress Party in 1938, and then she married her husband, Feroz Gandhi, on March 26th 1942. He was also a member of the Congress Party. They would go on to have two children. Indira Gandhi held a lot of political offices in India, and then when her father became the prime minister, she acted as his hostess. This was a role that Often would be filled by the prime minister's spouse, but Indira Gandhi's mother died of tuberculosis in 1936. So she became the person who acted as his host and was often his companion when he traveled. Also, after her father became prime minister, she became part of the Congress Party's working committee. In 1964, her father's successor named her the Minister of Information and Broadcasting, and then he died in office in 1966. That's when Indira Gandhi became the leader of the Congress Party, which also made her the prime minister. She had been placed in this position through a compromise between different factions within the Congress Party, but at the same time, her leadership was immediately and frequently challenged. She served three consecutive terms, though, holding other roles during that time, which included being the minister of atomic energy and leading the ministry of external affairs and the ministry of home affairs at various points. Her first terms in office were really contentious and marked with a lot of infighting within her political party, including a spinoff into an entirely new party known as the New Congress Party. And this time was also marked with a lot of strife on the Indian subcontinent. But at the same time, Gandhi's early tenure as prime minister also had its share of successes, including a program that made the country more self-sufficient in terms of its food production. There were also a lot of very popular social welfare programs that were rolled out, In 1971, Gandhi also supported East Pakistan in its effort to separate from West Pakistan, becoming the independent nation of Bangladesh. This included taking in Pakistani refugees as well as supplying troops and arms and eventually invading Pakistan. After the 1971 election, though, she was charged with breaking election law, and after a court ruled against her, she was supposed to resign her post and then not run for office again for a period of six years. Instead, though, she declared a state of emergency and imprisoned her political opponents as well as political dissidents. She implemented a number of widely unpopular measures, including a mass sterilization program that was an attempt at population control. This period is called the emergency, and it's also nicknamed the reign of terror. There was heavy resistance to all of this, but the state of emergency went on for 21 months when a new election was finally held in 1977, at which point she was pretty confident that the new Congress party would win again, the party was instead massively defeated. Gandhi once again formed another political party, this time called Congress I with the I for Indira in parentheses. And this party started gaining power in parliament before winning a wide majority in 1980, which put Gandhi back into the role of prime minister. Her son, Sanjay, who she had been grooming as her successor, had a seat in parliament as well and was one of her advisors, but he died in a plane crash that June. This term as prime minister was once again really tumultuous. There were some Indian states that were looking for autonomy, and there was also an increasing separatist movement among Sikhs who wanted a Sikh state to be established In 1982, Gandhi ordered the Indian army to attack a large number of Sikh separatists who had occupied a temple complex that was one of the most important religious sites in Sikhism. Hundreds of Sikhs were killed in this attack. And then two years later, on October 31st of 1984, Gandhi was assassinated by two Sikh bodyguards in retaliation for what had happened in 1982. Her surviving son succeeded her, but in the aftermath of this assassination, there was widespread anti-Sikh rioting in which thousands were killed over the span of four days. Thanks to Christopher Hasiotis for his research on today's episode and to Casey Pegram and Chandler Mays for their audio work on the show. You can subscribe to the Stay in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And you can tune in tomorrow for an infamous whaling ship.